Greetings. Thank you all for returning to this week's new study episode titled, Believer's Salvation and the Work of God, Part 3. I am Pastor John, welcoming our returning global audience of unchurched, self-study people, as well as those who are part of a church. For anyone looking for greater depths in God's Word with a stronger personal study, we also extend a warm welcome to all our new listeners here for the first time. Thank you all for listening. May you all be blessed of God. Please note, continue to keep your eyes on Russia and the Ukraine. While this may not be the start of the Gog-Magog War, it certainly seems to be a precipitous event leading that way. We have no idea where this will lead. This does not necessarily mean it is the final war of biblical prophecy. However, some sort of large-scale war is in the last days before the tribulation starts. This may be it. We do see the dividing lines on a geopolitical setting. This bears watching to see what prophecy or prophecies will be fulfilled or, if any are fulfilled at all. Keep in mind, too, that this could have a spillover effect with any of several results, none of which are good, even though fulfilling Bible prophecy. I mention these things to alert you to last day's prophecy and prophecies. We are to keep looking according to Scripture. So, keep watching, brothers and sisters, in Christ. Keep the people of Ukraine in your prayers. May God bless you all. In our last episode titled, Believer's Salvation and the Work of God, Part 2, February 20th, we noticed in verse 3 why Peter could pray what he did in the first two verses. Peter said, I can pray this because his divine power has bestowed on us everything necessary for life and godliness through the rich knowledge of the one who called us by his own glory and excellence. We also found that word meanings for excellence and virtue were well worth. To find out more, listen to our episode titled, Believer's Salvation and the Work of God, Part 2. Today, our scripture in Second Peter chapter 1 reads, For if these things are really yours and are continually increasing, they will keep you from becoming ineffective and unproductive in your pursuit of knowing our Lord Jesus Christ more intimately. But concerning the one who lacks such things, he is blind. That is to say, he is nearsighted, since he has forgotten about the cleansing of his past sins. Therefore, brothers and sisters, make every effort to be sure of your calling and election. For by doing this, you will never stumble into sin. For thus, an entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, will be richly provided for you. From Second Peter chapter 1, verses 8-11. through 11. 
Verse 8 is included this week for the fuller thought conveyed by Peter. We will also take a deeper look at verse 8 as it gives us better understanding of verse 9. Verse 8 opens with, For if these things, quote-unquote, are really yours and are continually increasing, comma, what things is verse 8 talking about? For these things need to be continually increasing in us. So, what things are being spoken of here by Peter? For clarity, the quote-unquote things are listed in Scripture as follows. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith excellence, to excellence, knowledge, to knowledge, self-control, to self-control, perseverance, to perseverance, godliness, to godliness, brotherly affection, to brotherly affection, unselfish love. For if these things are really yours and are continually increasing, they will keep you from becoming ineffective and unproductive in your pursuit of knowing our Lord Jesus Christ more intimately. From Second Peter chapter 1, verses 5 through 8. These things are listed in verses 5 through 7, starting with faith. So we start with faith and then add the following items. Excellence, knowledge, self-control, perseverance, godliness, brotherly affection, unselfish love. While we are to have all these well-rooted in ourselves and our life, that is easier said than done. It does not mean we are not to at least try. Not a one-time trying either, but a persistent trying, working to the end that is complete by our getting it right or when we are called home by Christ. At the same time, this also seems to indicate a growth experience that starts with having a root in faith. We then grow into the other seven virtues found here in Scripture. What is interesting is that all seven of those virtues are found in us to some degree, whether saved in Christ or not. Yet, by at least implication, faith is the hinge point by which the other seven qualities have any eternal value or not. While some people have faith, it is in other things than God. Given Peter's readers, are already brothers and sisters in Christ, it would seem better that Peter is instructing with the eternal result in mind. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. As those fruits 
do spring from the true knowledge of Christ, so in like sort, the knowledge itself is fostered and grows by bringing forth such fruits, in so much that he that is unfruitful did either never know the true light, or has forgotten the gift of sanctification, which he or she has received. From Geneva Bible Translation Notes While short, Geneva Bible Translation Notes made the point quite succinctly. Nonetheless, let's break this down for better understanding. This commentary passage opens with, For if these things be in you and abound, comma. Notice first, two things need to be obvious to us. These things, in verses 5 through 7, need to be in us. Yet, not only that, they need to both increase and abound in us. If these things are in us and abound, the result is they make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. It does not mean a person will be barren of children. It means one will not be spiritually barren or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Having depicted the way of sanctification, the development of a Christian in holiness, the apostle shows how self-evident is the life of good works. For as these virtues exist and increase to you, they will not set you forth idle or unfruitful toward the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. With the very first beginning of faith, the Christian will show, will give evidence of its presence in good works and deeds. But there is no such thing as standing still in sanctification. A Christian must constantly increase and grow in good works as the fruits and the outflow of the faith and the disposition and inclination toward all good virtues which live in his heart. Their power is so great as simply to render it impossible for a believer to be barren like a withered tree or unfruitful like one that has foliage but no fruit. Faith is a living, active power in the heart of the believer, and the more this power gives evidence of its existence in the entire life of the Christian, the more he will grow in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. That is the blessing which the Lord has laid upon the faithfulness for which he is ready to supply the Christian with new strength day after day. From Kretzmann Popular Commentary. The Kretzmann Popular Commentary also quotes 
Colossians chapter 1, verses 10 through 11 as a supportive passage. I will include verse 9 for better clarity. That verse range reads, For this cause we also, since the day we heard of it, cease not to pray for you, and to desire that you might be fulfilled with knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Verse 10, that you might walk worthy of the Lord and please him in all things, being fruitful in all good works and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might through his glorious power unto all patience and long-suffering with joyfulness. From Colossians chapter 1, verses 9 through 11. Commentary and the associated Bible verse say three things we want to take notice of for greater understanding. First, we want to examine this passage in commentary that we just read. Having depicted the way of sanctification, the development of a Christian in holiness, the Apostle shows how self-evident is the life of good works. For as these virtues exist and increase to you, they will not set you forth idle or unfruitful toward the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. With the very first beginning of faith, the Christian will show, will give evidence of its presence in good works and deeds. First, is this statement ending with a colon? Having depicted the way of sanctification, comma, the development of a Christian in holiness, comma, the apostle shows how self-evident is the life of good works, colon. That is quite clear. Yet, the question is, why is this relevant to Christians alone, especially in such difficult times as we all live in today? Even the unsaved in Christ do good works. The difference is found in the opening two statements separated by commas. Having depicted the way of sanctification, comma, the development of a Christian in holiness, comma. For the lack of a better description, these are almost prerequisites for how the apostle shows how self-evident is the life of good works. This is the beginning of the point made in the rest of commentary, which continues. For as these virtues exist and increase to you, they will not set you forth idle or unfruitful toward the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. With the very first beginning of faith, the Christian will show, will give evidence of its presence in good works and deeds. Notice what commentary said. For as these virtues exist and increase to you, comma, then they will not 
set you forth idle or unfruitful toward the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Notice further, with the very first beginning of faith, the Christian will show, will give evidence of its presence in good works and deeds. I think it is quite clear, and I've said it several times now, that the difference between the saved in Christ and those nice people who are not saved in Christ is the almost compulsion that those saved in Christ, Christians, seem to have to do good works and deeds. As we grow in Christ and our faith, these good works and deeds also grow, increase in us. Secondly, notice, a Christian must constantly increase and grow in good works as the fruits and the outflow of the faith and the disposition and inclination toward all good virtues which live in his heart. Their power is so great as simply to render it impossible for a believer to be barren like a withered tree, or unfruitful, like one that has foliage, but no fruit. Faith is a living, active power in the heart of the believer, and the more this power gives evidence of its existence in the entire life of the Christian, the more he will grow in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. It is that which lives in our hearts. Faith, where it all starts, providing a source that continually increases, which involves good works that grow. A person's power, their spiritual power in commentary, is so great it simply renders it impossible for a true believer to be spiritually barren. A couple parables should come to mind as our commentator gives us a definition of what being barren means. This barrenness is like a withered tree or unfruitful, like one that has foliage but no fruit. Again, do any parables come to mind? This should remind you of at least one parable of Jesus. Notice that this faith produces the following. Faith is a living, active power in the heart of the believer. The more this power gives evidence of existence in the entire life of the Christian, the more they, male or female, will grow in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Colossians chapter 1 verses 10 through 11, tells us why all this makes sense. For clarity, it said that you might walk worthy of the Lord and please him in all things, being fruitful in all good works and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might through his glorious power unto all patience and long-suffering with 
joyfulness. For greater clarity, let's look at this this way. One, walk worthy of the Lord. Two, please Him in all things. Three, being fruitful in all good works. Four, increase in the knowledge of God. The end result being, we are strengthened with all might through his glorious power unto all patience and long-suffering with joyfulness. The point is this, but concerning the one who lacks such things, he is blind. That is to say, he is nearsighted, since he has forgotten about the cleansing of his past sins. From 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 9. He that has not an effectual knowledge of God in him is blind concerning the kingdom of God, for he cannot see things that are afar off, that is to say, heavenly things. From Geneva Bible Translation Notes. He, whether Jew or Gentile, who professes to have faith in God and has not added to that faith fortitude, knowledge, temperance, patience, godliness, brotherly kindness, and universal love, is blind. His understanding is darkened and cannot see afar off shutting his eyes against the light, winking, not able to look truth in the face, nor to behold that God whom he once knew was reconciled to him. And thus it appears he is willfully blind and hath forgotten what he was purged from his old sins, as at last, through his non-improvement of the grace which he received from God, his faith ceasing to work by love, lost the evidence of things not seen, for, having grieved the Holy Spirit by not showing forth the virtues of him who called him into his marvelous light, he has lost the testimony of his sonship, and then darkness and hardness having taken place of light and filial confidence, he first calls all his former experience into doubt and questions whether he has not put enthusiasm in the place of religion. By these means, his darkness and hardness increase. His memory becomes indistinct and confused till at length he forgets the work of God on his soul, next denies it, and at last asserts that the knowledge of salvation by the remission of sins is impossible and that no man can be saved from sin in his life. Indeed, some go so far as to deny the Lord that bought them, to renounce Jesus Christ as having made atonement for them and finished their career of apostasy by utterly denying his Godhead. 
many cases of this kind have I known, and they are all the consequence of believers not continuing to be workers together with God after they had experienced his pardoning love. From Adam Clark's Commentary and Critical Notes on the Bible. Can you see from that commentary passage how we self-degrade and spin out of control, downward into the pit we really are saved from? This is the end result of becoming saved and remaining idle, not doing the good works. We sense the compulsion to perform, yet some do not and start that downward, out-of-control, self-degrading life one was once saved from. I will close with the final two verses. They read, Therefore, brothers and sisters, make every effort to be sure of your calling and election. For by doing this, you will never stumble into sin. For thus, an entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, will be richly provided for you. It is true, indeed, that Christians have learned these facts. They know them. But it remains true at the same time that they cannot learn them too well and that the eagerness of the true Christian to hear the fundamental truths over and over again will not diminish. They were established in the truth of the gospel. They were firmly grounded in the fundamental doctrines of Christianity as they concerned their spiritual life. But they needed the strengthening influence of the apostolic admonition from day to day. Note, we need a better realization of these facts in our day when so many professing Christians are showing the symptoms of spiritual satiety, which almost invariably is the forerunner of spiritual decay. From Kretzmann Popular Commentary. Now, final words from Geneva Bible Translation Notes. The conclusion, therefore, seeing our calling and election is approved by those fruits and is confirmed in us, and moreover, seeing this is the only way to the everlasting kingdom of Christ. It remains that we set our minds wholly on that way. We will continue to work deeper into this passage in our next episode, Salvation Based on the Word of God, Part 1. What does Peter mean when he says, Therefore, I intend to remind you constantly of these things, even though you know them and are well established in the truth that you now have. To find out, join us next week. Play or download our episodes from one of our podcast hosts, or 
Follow direct links to these platforms on our website under the podcast menu item. Details follow. This study podcast is a wholly self-funded outreach presented by the Church of the Unchurched. Currently, an all-electronic, Boston-based outreach uniting the community of lost, searching, lonely, and forgotten in Christ. We greatly appreciate serving our international audience. God bless you all. If you are visiting for the first time, welcome, and God bless you. We look forward to the return of all our faithful listeners and new listeners. Please share our podcast with family, friends, and others you believe would find it a blessing. Thank you all so much. God bless you all. If you are unsaved, we truly hope you find God as well as receiving Him as Lord and Savior of your life. Please find a short link to our episode titled, How to be Saved, at the bottom of any episode description. To learn more about us and who we are, give our episode titled, Introduction, About Us, Who We Are, a listen. In that episode, you will learn more about us, who we are reaching out to, our mission, vision, ministry, and more. Again, a short link to this episode is found at the bottom of any episode description. If you go to our internet homepage, under the podcast menu item, you can find many popular podcast platforms we are found on. We are located at this internet address unchurched.site123.me. At present, we are located on a growing number of podcast sites. So, you should be able to find us on a platform you like. We refresh all our feeds with every weekly episode upload on Sundays. These sites update our feed within 24 hours of our refresh. Now, may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father who loved us and by grace gave us eternal comfort and good hope encourage your hearts and strengthen you in every good thing you do or say. Until next week, this is Pastor John for the Church of the Unchurched.